This is Cody Ray Miller, and you're listening to the Dude Fuel Podcast. Today is part one of a two-part series over a book called Switch, How to Change Things When Change is Hard by Chip Heath and Dan Heath. Uh, This book has a a really special place in my heart because uh, I had been out of the habit of reading. Uh, I just hadn't been reading books and hadn't been really focused on personal development for some time. And uh, my employer, uh, about two years ago, I guess it was, uh, gave me this book. And uh, this book really was revolutionary for me in terms of getting me back on the, the reading path and the reading track and back into personal development. And so this is going to be part one of a two-part uh, podcast here. Uh, and today I want to focus on um, the first half of the book, which focuses on the writer. Uh, I'll explain that in just a moment. And then in part two, uh, tomorrow we'll talk about the elephant. So today we're talking about the writer from the book Switch. And the writer, if you imagine um, this you know, very small writer sitting atop a giant elephant, that's the idea that the book is trying to get at here. The writer represents that ability that we as humans have to make critical decisions. You know, the writer can sit on top of the elephant, and, and even though that elephant could literally, you know, squash the the, the human to death. Uh, it's so much more powerful. It's so much more massive. The writer is able, uh, with the correct tools uh, and, and potentially with the correct training uh, for the elephant in the past, is able to direct that elephant, okay? So the writer represents critical thought and analysis. And there's kind of a good side and a bad side here, and we'll see that with the elephant as well. So the good side to the writer is that it's um, very, um, well, it's dominated by the critical thinking capacities of the mind. So there's very high level thinking going on. The downside is that all of this high level critical thinking takes a lot of energy And it can sometimes stall out the process of change or getting something off the ground, Um, really moving in a new direction professionally or personally can sometimes be stalled out by the writer who wants to overanalyze and overthink every little move and every little detail. But the good of the writer is what I want to focus on uh, predominantly today. So the good thing, the, the, the biggest thing that the writer can do that's really powerful is look for bright spots. Uh, probably from the book Switch, this is the number one concept that has stuck with me and that I find myself thinking about and, and trying to apply to my, my actual life on a regular basis. So where uh, in your you know, process of seeking change... So whether you want to improve your body, your finances, your business, uh, your marriage, whatever the case may be, um, in that process of seeking that change and seeking that growth, where do you already see bright spots? Where do you already see, even if they're very small, um, some kind of positivity, something um, that is um, a glimmer perhaps, um, toward what you ultimately want to see. So for example, if you're wanting to lose weight, uh, maybe something that you see is that you're already, um, you know, avoiding fast food. 
you know, that's a good thing. And it's a bright spot and it's something to focus on. A lot of times we try to diminish these things because we don't think they're as powerful as they really are. We think they're insignificant. But like I've talked about in a previous podcast, those little things really, really do add up. So look for the bright spots. Anytime that you're trying to make a change, you're trying to grow or move in a new direction, look for the bright spots. And then once you've found those bright spots, then you should work toward maximizing them. So the story from the book Switch um, that the authors share uh, was someone who went to uh, this village where a lot of children were malnourished. And they noticed when they went uh, into this village, you know, instead of trying to change what everybody was doing and get them to eat, you know, a more Western diet or do this or that, they simply went into the village and they observed. And what they noticed was that Um, while yes, many of the children looked malnourished, there were some children that actually looked very well fed. Uh, And this was surprising because, I mean, socioeconomically, pretty much everybody in the village is just about equal. There wasn't really any kind of disparity. There wasn't a lower class, middle class, and upper class. And so they thought this was pretty strange. So what they did is they went to the households that had the children who seemed more nourished, and they started talking um, with the women who were preparing the food on a, on a daily basis. And what they found were some bright spots. They found that some of these women had found some really ingenious ways to get more out of their food. Uh, and so just little tips, little tricks. Uh, I remember I watched a documentary some time ago. It was the same sort of thing where um, <clears throat> these two uh, these two young people uh, went to this type of village and they were really trying to survive on um, the, um, the the regular wages of the people in this community, and they're trying to understand the you know poverty and the, and it was so it was like a reality sort of documentary, and they were they were not getting enough food. And um, one of the women in the village came to them and explained to them that what they needed to do is they needed to buy less of this particular food and they needed to buy, um, I think it was a like a like a big thing of lard. And basically, you know, for the same price of whatever they were buying, I don't remember the details, they could be getting a, you know, a, a big thing of lard and then they could be adding a scoop of lard to each of their meals and that would give them more calories, right? So same price, they didn't change how much they were able to spend, but they changed what they were doing. It was the same sort of thing here in the book Switch. You had uh, some women who were preparing the food in such a way that they were maximizing the nutritional capacity uh, and they had access to certain ingredients. And instead of buying this, they were buying that and they were preparing it in such a way that their children were nourished. And this was a huge bright spot. And so then in working toward this change of nourished children in the village, all they needed to do was spread that information out into the village and let people know, hey, here are some tips and tricks and some things that you can do in order to maximize the nutrition of the meals that you're preparing. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about a a bright spot. And now I want to challenge you to look for bright spots in your own life and working towards some of your goals. Where do you already see some positivity? Where do you see some glimmers of the life that you ultimately want to to lead or the body you want to have or the business you want to build? Where are you already seeing those things? And how could you not only 
uh, continue doing those things, of course, but how can you actually expand those things and start doing more of the same? Or perhaps you can bring some new sort of leverage or in some way you can magnify those efforts that are already succeeding. You see, a lot of times emotionally, and this is what we're going to talk about in, in the next podcast in part two, a lot of times emotionally we don't feel like we're making progress and we need to come back to our minds. We need to come back to the writer who has that critical thinking capacity to say, no, there are some things that are working here. You know, we, we tend to have mismatched feelings and thoughts a lot of times anyway. I know that I do. And so a lot of times we feel like uh, things aren't moving in a positive direction, but if we'll critically analyze and look for those bright spots, we can actually see that there are there is a glimmer of hope and there are some good things that are going on, some things that we can maximize and continue doing. So as always, this podcast is dedicated to you and to your success. I thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoy the content here at the Dude Fuel Podcast, I hope you'll subscribe. And uh, I look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow for part two of Switch when we're going to talk about the elephant. <laughs>